With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Nina Casa show. All good things must come to an end. Liverpool's unbeaten run. Halted. Still not the end of the day, but welcome to the Nina Casa show. This show is brought to you by LibertyShield.com, the perfect VPN companion for all your football viewing, where you can get 25% off everything using the coupon code AIVPN. Use Liberty Shield. To get a USA VPN, this will allow you to access services such as the NBC Sport, who show every Premier League match live, and also American Netflix and Disney Plus and much, much more. So the discount code or the coupon code, if you want, is AIVPN from LibertyShield.com. Oh, my giddy aunt. Like I said, to quote Nelly Furtado, all good things must come to an end. It happened. It was humbled. It was long overdue as well. I'm not going to lie. Liverpool have not been great. But uh, the last time Liverpool lost 3-0 to Watford, I think Bogdan was in nets. You know, uh, the, it's it's very, very real. And joining me on this podcast, um, I think I need to speak to other people and not talk to myself, to you guys. I am joined by two excellent, excellent guests. So without further ado, let me introduce them to you. We're going to vent this one out. I think we need to. First up, I am delighted to be joined by the host of the Champions League podcast, co-host of the Res Review podcast. Also does, I think, the wrestling podcast as well. The guy does so much and he writes as well and a regular on the Nina Casa show. It's Andy Wales. Andy, welcome to the show. Hi, Nina. I've got to say that uh, that Liberty Shield plug, it's... Um... It's it's tougher to say than Dejan Lovren is starting for Liverpool. <laughs> I know that I was not. I was just like I'm not prepared for this. I'm just so used to talking about a win. I'm joining Andy because I think we've got plenty to discuss on this podcast. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a little scared, but we've got nothing but love for each other. He is my big brother. It is the host of the Anfield Ramp podcast, the cool guy, the awesome guy. But I'm a bit worried today. What what's coming? certain players where it is Mr. Armando Angulo. Welcome to the show, Armando. Hey, Nina. Thanks for having me. Um, this should be fun. Oh, shit. That just frightens me even more. And in the podcast, you might hear Gags Tandon just dropping in and out. Gags, you might as well say hi. Hello, everybody. <laughs> that was so <laughs> shit. <laughs> hey, everybody. You think Gags has just watched so the how long has it been then since you did a loss? Oh, Gags, it was against uh, it was against uh, Man City and Dejan Lovren was a little bit naughty in that game. And I got, and I got in trouble on that podcast as back well. Back to back losses. 
had a love from playing. And you know what? If I remember correctly, Andy was on that pod as well. Yeah, and, and if you Because you got a lot of flack off the internet, I remember that one. Oh, I was gonna say if you hear anything in the background, it might also be me opening beers because I need a drink after that. Mate, I'm eating pizza, don't worry about it. Can we get a few things off the chest? So that's um, um, Mo's first loss in 36 or 37 consecutive wins. Fabinho's first loss in the Premier League as well when he started a game. A lot of firsts for a lot of players in that game. Um, but one thing I'm very happy about is Naby Keita is still undefeated as a Liverpool player in the Premier League. Woo! Right, that's me done. <laughs> Okay, so there you go, guys, is focusing on some of the positives. Guys, you know what? We've got some callers, but I want to, I don't want to, what do you think caused this loss? I mean, let's not go too into detail for it. I, I kind of think that it's been like, I think it might be mental fatigue. Like, I'm trying to find where, how we lost so bad. I don't want to go too much. I mean, if you could just give a quick thought as to why you think that is. And I will come to Mando first. Uh, complacency. I think we're too comfortable. We were going to walk in there, stroll in there and take care of business is whatever. You know, we played down to opposition. We've been doing it for the last couple of weeks. It's not like we've been fucking setting the world on fire, right? This is overdue. This isn't something that is shocking. It's shocking to lose three, nothing to a team. So trash for your two center defenders to be so lost for your fucking fullbacks to be caught out all goddamn day. It was embarrassing. Like, it was embarrassing. It's not a matter of being invincible. It's not a matter of, like, setting records. It's not a matter. I don't give a fuck. We're Premier League champions. That doesn't matter. Like, it's great and everything, but, like, that is embarrassing. We've set a standard for ourselves. Jurgen Klopp has set a standard for this team, and that team today did not show up. That team would have lost to fucking West Brom. That team would have lost to fucking Brentford. That team might have fucking lost to, like, fucking Luton Town. Okay? That team today was shambolic. Like, I've not been this embarrassed to say I'm a fan of Liverpool in a day, like, for one day in a long time. That was embarrassing. No one fucking, like, that wasn't even an effort out there today. It was the worst I've, that was, that was worse than Hodgson. That was worse than John Joe Shelby and fucking Jay Spearing. That was worse than fucking Kyriakos and all those trash. That was worse because these guys, the ability they have, the knack they have to fucking fight, there was no fight in them today. They rolled the fuck over. And that is the most embarrassing thing to me. A team of that caliber, a team of mental fucking giants that we claim to be, that we fucking pride ourselves in being, and you're going to go out there and fucking roll over to fucking Watford. Andy, you, how are you? (laughs) I love Mando. I love Mando. It's been so long since I've done a pub with him. I love Mando. Um, similar in terms of complacency. I I honestly think, I don't think uh, mental fatigue can be anything close to an excuse for that. And I very much doubt any of the players or Jurgen Klopp will be pointing to that and looking to make excuses along that. It was just a dire performance. But I do think it's been coming. And I think as much as anything, just that we've been winning games in no more than second gear. We've been doing just enough to beat teams. And I, and I don't think we've really pushed ourselves. And maybe, you know, we, we're holding off, holding off, you know, conserving energy because we're going for so many trophies. Um, but at some point, you've got to start kicking in and you've started, got to start working your way through the gears because in these latter stages of the of the season, you know, it is, we're into the knockout stages of the Champions League. You've got to be able to turn it on. We're, 
if we'd like to add the FA Cup to it as well, again, that's another thing. Yeah, we, we have got this massive comfort in the Premier League that will undoubtedly, we're going to win it. Yes, we are. But we we start we really do need to start working our way through the gears very quickly. Otherwise, this season's going to kind of peter out and it's not going to feel as magnificent as it should. And and I think today has been a kick up the backside and perhaps perhaps it's a blessing in disguise because perhaps this is the the kick up the backside that we needed to kick us into gear and to get this team motoring through and playing in the way that it's more than capable of. But um, there are so many things within the game that uh, I'm sure we'll speak about. Yeah. I agree. It was, um, it was embarrassing to lose that way, but I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm with that, what Andy said at the end there. The last four performances, well, since the since the um, that shitty winter break, it has been really dire to watch. The Norwich game, the Aspetti game, the the last game against West Ham. It's all been really, really poor. And we, we basically got away with West Ham because Fabianski was awful. So it's not like this wasn't coming. We could see it coming. But I just think they just, they like Andy said, the kick up the arse is probably what was what, what was needed. If they, if they scraped a draw here again today, maybe that form, they just keep the complacency stays. And I hate using that word complacency, but... Today, you can't not use it. You can't not use it because, like Mando said as well, they're one of the they're their best team at fighting. There was no fight at all. And maybe losing that badly is actually a good thing for them because they're going to... You know what? And look, can, I just, can I just come in there? Lubo, sorry, I'm reading live chats now. I'm trying to make this a bit more interactive. Lubo, how are you doing, my friend? He says, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. He thinks this might be a silver lining. We can now stop focusing on being unbeaten and just focus on winning trophies. It's not about being unbeaten. Like, that's irrelevant. I mean, I'm not, like, not, not, like it's, it's about fucking the performance. Like, the performance is the problem here, not the results. I don't care that we lost. I don't care that we lost. Like, I've been spoiled for 44 fucking games. You think I care about this fucking loss? I don't care about zero points. I care about the fact that we didn't fucking try. Okay, Mando, I'm going to flip this over to you. What if we played that bad and we won 4-3? Would you still be livid? Yes. Yes. I don't think it's you unacceptable. No, you would, no, you would, no yes. This is no. unacceptable, bro. You think no. I've been happy the last no, fucking weeks we yet? It's because we lost, Mando. But if we it's won, we lost. you'd still be positive. Yeah. Like, I can't believe how yeah. good they are at still grinding yeah. out the win. Do you get me? Yeah. It would be different. No. If you see me shouting at the fucking TV while the ball rolls through Fabianski's fucking hands last week, you'd know that I wasn't happy last week either, my guy. Well, it's we'll not be, a matter we'll of, bro. We'll I have high standards in the way I fucking perform my job, so I have standards in the way these motherfuckers perform theirs. We'll be we'll be together soon, so we'll see what happens. But it's, uh, I mean, I agree Meanwhile, with you. Meanwhile, if a ball goes off someone's ass and goes in, I fucking celebrate like I've just found a tenor in my fucking purse. You know, I, I would I'm... rather lose. I would rather lose fucking in a game where we fucking dominated than be handed a damn win every day of the week. It is about the performance. It is about the fucking effort. It is about the journey. The result at the ends will come if you fucking do the work. Today, we didn't do the work. The last four games, we didn't deserve wins anyway. We haven't been doing the work. 
That's a problem. And the fact that complacency, there's complacency in the fan base too, because we've been scraping by and we've been saying, hey, look at that. We're unbeatable. Hey, look at that. It doesn't matter. This is a fucking banter league. Look at what the fuck is happening. We're just fucking walking it. It's complacency from top to bottom, and it showed today. Today it showed so evidently. It's fucking glaring. And the fact that we're sitting here and trying to say, oh, yeah, you know, they deserve, like, some fucking slack. That You know, they haven't lost. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But when you're the elite of the elite, when you're the creme de la creme, when you're the top, the apex predator, it's unacceptable to ever Ever, ever let your guard down. In the world of football, it is so fucking slim to be the best in the world. It is such a slim window. And complacency like this is shit that fucking starts turning the clock back. That's the problem. It's not a matter of fucking winning or losing. I've lost before. We've lost a gazillion times in our lifetime. It's about effort. The problem with Hodgson wasn't results. The problem with Hodgson was the football. It's about with effort. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to convince me that it's result-based. That's not. It's not. I know the business is that way. But when you watch every day, when you're waking up at four in the morning to be fucking entertained, to root for your team, to want something so bad, like, but and then, then you Manda, get this, Manda, and then you get this shit? Nah, man. Manda, I completely hear you, but this season where we have been dominating and where we have been on top of the league... As a whole, predominantly, we've not played great football. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I don't think you can focus it solely based on performances because I think Liverpool have been quite ugly this season as a whole. Yeah, like, I've, but I've the like, effort is there though, Nina. The effort mm, is there. It's I, I, ugly, I but they're you. fucking scraping yeah. by and they're fucking mm. dragging themselves across the finish line. What did they do today? Did they try to pick themselves up? Their heads were so far up their ass today. That's the problem. Mm. No, I I agree with you. It was it was disastrous. I I could not believe what I was watching. It felt like I was going back in years. Like there were so many spaces in defense. We're going to talk about all that. But guys, first things first. I kind of want to just um. I don't know if we've got a call join. Gags is um uh, is Nick joining us? Yes, he's first. Yes, I'm here. Nick G's on toast. Welcome to the show. I'm I'm sure. To everything, I'm gonna give you the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, good rant as always, uh, Mando. Um, I, I, I wanted to say, I thought, you know, firstly, like how actually good Watford were. Like Pearson got his tactics right, and uh, even though they suffered with De La Feo went off, um, you know, they had a, a few other good performances on the day. Decore, Dini, Cavaselli, and Kafka at uh, centre backs, and Femenia and Messina. Fullbacks were pretty good, and then of course Ismail Saar, he, he, he did really well today. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree that we looked we looked really bad today. Like we were slow, lethargic, and we just went on it at all. And it's similar to when we played Atletico, and it's, and it's similar to when we played West Ham as well. So, so my real question is: Do, do we think that the you know the mid-season break that's been such a big thing that, that Klopp and Pep have pushed for 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 a couple of years now? Is it has it really helped us, or has it kind of slowed us down and you know not actually had the impact that we would like to have seen? Absolutely, great question. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to come to Andy first on this one because um, I had James Pierce on um, for Euro Incision, and we spoke about the the winter break, and obviously we had like 
that disappointing kind of performance against Norwich and then, of course, the loss against Atleti. And we we spoke about this and he said, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a contributing factor as to why Liverpool look a bit jarry and, you know, they've not quite kicked on. And having said that, he thought that in the long run, it's going to be really beneficial with players' legs and saving them, you know, giving them that little bit of a break. Of course, you are a big, you know, Bundesliga fan. You, you know all about the winter breaks, albeit ours came slightly later. I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Do, do you think that, you know, it has been, it will be beneficial? or Because for me, I don't think they've been great since it. Like, the eyes don't lie. You know, we have not been convincing whilst, you know, when Gags was covering the show whilst I was away, Liverpool were absolutely killing it. I was listening to all the post-match shows. I didn't get to watch the games, but I was listening to Gags and it looked like Liverpool were dominating every single game. I kind of come back, they go on this little winter break and I am covering absolute dog turd at the moment. So I'd like to get your thoughts. I mean, let's get this straight. In terms of winter break, the Premier League one is about as half fast as our performance today. It's a week off. That is it. It's a week off. For me, the winter break, the Bundesliga has like four weeks off. Uh, yeah, teams do have some friendlies that they organise and maybe some money makers and whatnot to get themselves back into it. For sure. So they give them, yeah, they give themselves an actual proper break, three, four weeks off. We had a week off. So it, it was, again, yeah, it, it probably will be beneficial as we go on. But I, I think in, in terms of us having a week off this break, it's pretty similar to when we've had international breaks. Uh, I think it, for me, it's the same thing. We have a bit of time away from from Jurgen Klopp and the coaching staff, and we take, you know, a couple of games normally to to find our rhythm again and kind of really get back into it. Uh, we we've had. I mean, this is what the fourth game since that winter break. So there's been Norwich, there's been Atleti, there's been West Ham, and there's been Watford today. And yeah, we've been one two lost two right games. Yeah, but. Let's not pretend that this, you know, that this underwhelming performance level is a new thing and has only just come in since the, we've returned from this break, this mini break. This has been an ongoing thing throughout most of the season. We, we, like I said, we've done just about enough. It's like we know we're so good and we know we're above all the other teams in the league that. We don't need to go full pelt. We don't have to run as much as we used to. We don't have to put quite as much in. We don't have to give everything. You know, we know we can beat teams and we know we can do just enough. And as long as we win the game, we'll see it out. We get the three points and we just keep going. And this is how it is. You know, we just keep going and going and going. We accumulate the wins, accumulate the points. We get the trophy. But at some point, you've got to kick on. You've got to start really getting things going and start working your way through the gears. Like I said, because we get now we're getting into the business end, cliche time. You know, we're getting into this business end of the uh, of the season, and 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 I'll go back to it. I, I think this could act as the kick up the backside that we do need, and and yeah, perhaps you know that that week away for everyone to unwind, to rest their legs, and likes of Jurgen as well, just to unwind, to take take their mind off things, and then get back into it. Maybe they will feel the benefit of it, but I do think it's wrong if anybody puts anything down to this because we've had more than enough time together since we've returned. We've had enough uh, on the training pitch, but and out there match time to have refound our rhythm. Uh, because for me, very similar to when, like I said, when national break. Away, we come back. We look a little bit off for the first game, maybe two games. But even like last season, I think it was where it was we had about ten weeks. Sorry, ten. We get a ten day break in between a couple of games for whatever reason. 
and we did look a bit sluggish in that first game back. So I think it's when we got points to Leicester last season. So yeah, we, we sometimes we need a couple of games to get our rhythm back, but this has been more than a couple of games. We th- this is this is just sluggish, and it's something missing. The spark isn't quite there. Uh, they need to find it quickly. Otherwise, things will unravel. But And this is the thing. We've seen it before. They showed it last season. We know they've got the quality. We know that they are more than capable of doing it. We just need to see it. And then I think, you know, Manda said it's an, 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 it's an unacceptable performance. I agree of with Of course, that. yeah. But, was... but they do deserve, if anyone in the world deserves some slack, a f- a free it's, pass. This Liverpool, it's this Liverpool team because... Nobody in history has won 35 out of 36 games. Anywhere I've gone in the last, and loads of people know that I do this for a living. They know that I run Amphrodis. They know that I have all this going on. And every single person in my life that I've met has just tipped their hat to and saying, not what we're doing, but at the club, at the team, that's saying, no, I've never seen anybody do this. We'll never see anybody do this again. And they, And nobody will. And nobody will. And that's why it's, it's sometimes impossible to go a whole season to win 37. But still, 44 games, they did brilliantly. Now, now the real test starts as to can you really show what you showed those 44 games after a humiliating loss like that? Can you now come back and show everybody that quality again? Is this going to affect you? Are you going to do what Barca did and just capitulate in the season last year like they did? Or are you going to show some fucking cojones? I know Mando will appreciate that um, that that saying. Are you going to show some fucking balls and get back up? So the real test starts now for these guys because that's a that's going to be a real big blow for them. It's how they respond now that's important, not what's happened. I think too much because how can you analyze a game like that? It was a complete shit show, and I'm sure you're going to do that soon. Amanda, I'll, I'll come to you. Uh, I mean, I think Gags and both um, Andy and Nick as well have made some really interesting points there, you know, um, about, you know, the, the sort of build up to these bad results. And I, I think uh, Gags has just made like a little point there, like, do, do Liverpool sink or swim from here? You know, we always call them the mentality monsters. Klopp calls them his mentality giants. We've seen them do the unthinkable on the pitch you know against better teams you know like the likes of Barcelona we've seen them achieve phenomenal things I always think that when Liverpool get humbled they always come back really aggressive like that's how I kind of know them and that's what I kind of think of Jurgen Klopp and what he'll kind of say to them players I think they have been well and truly humbled by that result by that performance I think they've been hurt I think egos have maybe been a little dented if there are some egos in there thinking that we are so good hence why they were so complacent and want you to have your say I think ultimately we're all guilty of buying our own hype uh, when it comes to Liverpool Football Club and I think the players um, are probably guilty of that as well I mean how can you not be I mean they're all on social media they all see it they all lap that shit up I mean and well deserved Uh, they they've been incredible without question Um, Jurgen Klopp will have them ready I don't have any doubts Jurgen's the right man for the job he's always been Um, but I can't get past the performance. I can't get past playing down to the competition like this, like West Ham, like Norwich, uh, even Atletico. We're fucking so far ahead of Atletico that it's a goddamn joke to be this flat. Um, if those performances didn't open your eyes, um, then I don't know. I don't know. 
I mean, I don't blame fatigue. Everybody's tired, you know. Nobody's healthy at this point in the season completely. Um, I just think we're making excuses for the guys on a bad performance today. I'm not sitting here and telling you it's the end of the world. I'm not sitting here and telling you that, you know, next week we're not going to fucking come out and, and like maniacs and, and, and animals and fucking possessed and score four or five. I, I believe that firmly we will. I believe Atletico's in big, big trouble when they come to Anfield. That is without a question. I don't doubt these guys. They better be because you're there. Yeah, and that's yeah. They <laughs> better be for their sake. And I don't want angry man there. It's the first time I've seen my. I don't make promises. I don't make promises to you right now. I'm not no, going to make any be, promise you to got, you because I'm going to be, be living in the stadium. It, everyone's angry, man. They, yeah, they should, you, you, but my thing is the performance, passion, though, man. There's absolutely nothing wrong with passion. There will be. There will be a desire at Anfield. No question. Yeah, I every, well, everyone gets everyone every gets Champions League it. game at home. It won't be like West Ham. West Ham, the atmosphere was disgusting. I don't mm-hmm. think it will be like... It's never been like that on a Champions League night. No way. We, after this, the crowd will know now that this these boys are going to need it anyway. And they need it all the time. But this is just, from my point of view, just to give you you know some peace of mind because you're coming over for this game, <laughs> that it won't, be, it won't be like that. It will not be like that. But... You were saying people making excuses. I'm not making any excuses. I think they are. They deserve all the shit that you guys or anyone's going to give them. But what I'm saying is, if if there is a team that deserves a little bit of slack, it's this. And what we should judge now is what happens next. Really, that's going to be the main driver of how good they are. That really is because you. I've been watching so much of the 1989, 90, 1991. Although I've been watching so much of it. Just to remind myself of what it was like, because I was a kid, I was only 11. They even suffered, as good as they were, they suffered humiliating losses. They did. But the one thing they did was bounce back. So how good I'm are they? I'm not doubting it. Again, how good bro. Are they? But this I, is it again. Now, it? How good are they now? Again, I don't doubt it. They're the right men for the job. They've shown it. But the lack of tenacity, bro, is unex... I don't know. It's It doesn't sit well with me. Like, I honestly, like... I can't shower this feeling off enough. Like, I feel fucking gross watching that. Like, that shit, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, they had no pride today. Zero. They, none of them deserve to wear that shirt today. Yeah, it was, it was, I've not seen anything like it from this team. And that's what bothers me. It's like, they didn't deserve to wear that shirt today. Yeah. One day, though, remember. Yeah, man. One day. Yeah. Today was a bad day, and they were horrendously off i've never seen the front three in like that never ever no balls into them they couldn't create nothing themselves how many passes astray oh dear me just it was terrible the back was bad the midfield was disjointed the front three had zero fucking touch it was absolutely the worst thing I've seen in Ghana. I'm going to have to step in and come to your footy dear because much like that performance, I think this pod is a little bit everywhere. I think G's on toast is just left silent there. Nick, I'm going to bring you back. You've read what the lads have said. I'll let you have the final say and I'll let you go. Okay, thanks. Cheers. Yeah, um, yeah, I totally agree with um, you know everything that's been said, really. Um, reinforce Mando's comment about complacency. I think that's that's probably the big thing right now. You know, we're, we're so far ahead in the league that maybe it is just a, a case of us just, you know, just taking the foot off the gas a bit because we know we're going to win the league. Um, but yeah, uh, my, my last comment is just to say, uh, I think 
you know, Nigel Pearson, he still he still got it right today from from the Watford point of view. Uh, and uh, he accused everyone of being ostriches a couple of years ago in the press conference. So maybe we are all ostriches today for not taking him seriously enough. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Cheers then. All right. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye, Nick. Okay, guys. Um, uh, I think we're going to be joined by our second caller. Let's get them on because you know what? They probably want to have their say and then get off and then we can carry yeah, on talking about this game. Joining us next is Jonah. He's normally so calm. We're always winning, but he's joining me today after a loss. So I'm really interested to hear his tone of voice and what he's got to say. Jonah, welcome to the show. Hi, Nina. How are you? You know what? Didn't like it. It was humbling, a bit disgusting, a bit disappointing. But you know what? I then look at the Premier League table and um, I get relief. Well. Uh, we we were shit today. No, mm-hmm. that was no. N- there's no argument about that. Uh, kind of annoyed about records, but you know, not the main thing. Obviously, what what for were a bit of d- dickheads, as I said beforehand. They literally had uh w- once they were uh winning a two nil. I think nine men at all time inside their own box. Like, come on, that that's that's shit. Uh, Lovren wasn't the worst player on the pitch. Just saying. Who was the worst for you then? Mm, I don't know. Uh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Collectively, really shit. I tell you what yeah. happened, Yon. I watched the game with my mom, and she's a United fan, and she always compares Dejan Lovren to that Phil Jones. My my mom does not like Phil Jones, right? I'm just gonna put that out there. So she she compares him to Phil Jones, and she's always said Virgil Van Dijk is like the best defender. She's watching Virgil Van Dijk today, Yon, and you know what she said? She goes, "Who's done dark magic on him?" <laughs> 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 I found it hilarious. Well, not you know, you know what I mean. I did find it hilarious, but yeah. you know, she noticed that he was having an absolute stinker. You know, what? I'm, I, I, I'll, I'd go for. I feel that's not great either. Yeah. Firmino was he did nothing. Mane tried, Salah tried, Firmino didn't. Uh, Ali was kind of shit today as well. I think I, the question I, is, who did anything? Yeah, I mean, it was a collective shit. There were tries, though. There were, w- tries. were there? Were there? Yeah, R- Robo tried to run up the pitch a lot. M- <laughs> Mane and Salah tried to create something, but they, their end product was shit. In the middle of the tries. Yeah. We were shit, basically. We were really shit. And I think it's um it's quite interesting, actually. So um, I'm going to take some of your points there, Yona. Thank you so much for calling. And I think we all agree it was not, it was awful. I mean, to kind of um, uh, go with your first point, Andy, I'm going to come to you. And um, I think one of the things that really annoyed Yona was um, the fact that, you know, they pretty much when they were ahead, they pretty much parked the bus. You kind of expect that from a relegation team. Like, I, did, I didn't get butthurt about that because that's exactly what I would do if I was Watford.
I can't hear Randy. Can anyone hear Randy? Talking, but it's not working. No. Want to go to Mando first while Andy sorts it? Yes. Okay. I'll I'll re I'm rethinking that. Not that. <clears throat> I mean, Mando. I'll come to you there. I think Jonas made some really really excellent points, and one of the things that kind of wound him up, and one of the first points that I kind of discussed is the fact that. Um, you know, they pretty much uh, took the lead and, um, uh, you know, then they got their second and, you know, third. We just looked absolutely diabolical. You will agree with me on that one. Um, but the fact that, you know, Watford pretty much um, resorted to parking the bus. Now, they're a relegation team. They're a team that's battling relegation. Every points really, really matter. I mean, they got absolutely humbled against Man United last week. I don't blame them for taking that tactic. Like, I would do exactly the same thing if I was in their position. But at this point, Nina, isn't half the league doing that to us every fucking week? Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't new. This isn't new. We play in the opposition half all damn day. This isn't new. We hold the ball all damn day. This this is, that's an excuse to be like, oh yeah, they set up fucking nine and that's what everybody fucking does. We carve you apart if you don't. It's the only tactical thing you can do with the quality of teams in this league sans fucking us and city. So I don't want to hear the excuse of, oh, well, they played fucking defense. You know what? That's their fucking job. At least somebody on the pitch did theirs today. Andy, you joining us there? Hi. I'm coming through okay now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just think he disappeared yeah. for a for a drink, a much needed drink. Yeah, uh, funny. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Jonas made some really good points there and uh, we've kind of just spoke about, you know, um Watford's tactics there of uh, pretty much parking the bus uh, and Mando pretty much saying it's what every team does. But, you know, you expect Liverpool to be more resilient and a bit more, you know, aggressive. And they have broken through that in the past. I mean, I don't blame Watford for doing that. I would do the exact same thing against this Liverpool team. I would literally, I would stand each man on each shoulder and just block my goal if you could do that. Yeah, I think Mando was absolutely right when he said, you know, look, if you're not going to be compact, if you're not going to be defensive, you're not going to try and uh, de- deny us a space and be tight, we are going to pull you apart, just the same as City. So, yeah, 18 teams out of the league are going to do this to us and they do it to City the same. Because if you're wide open, you want to play a bit of uh, football, you want to go toe-to-toe with us, you are going to get pulled apart, you are going to get ripped open and and we'll paste you. So, absolutely, they're going to do that. I think the real deciding factors in the first half, they were very physical, they were very aggressive. And Michael Oliver's the best referee in the league by a country mile. Uh, But today he let a lot go. I think he was letting a lot of little challenges go and they were kind of pushing, almost like what you do on the pitch. You know, you push your boundaries with the referee, see what you can get away with, what you can't get away with. And I said pre-pod, I thought Troy Deeney and Will Hughes both should have been booked for late challenges in the first half. And and Lovren too, for the one he did on the sideline. But he didn't issue any of those three, those three players a card. So he was very lenient today. So they were pushing the boundaries. They were, very, they, they were being physical with us. They were being aggressive with us. Nothing too nasty. But the, the, I've got no complaints over that. My issue is that we didn't see him up for that fight where normally we would be. It's just the kind of game that um, yeah, Jordan Henderson would have enjoyed this. But particularly for me, this is a game where James Milner would have absolutely thrived. He would have loved that scrap and that battle out today. And for whatever reason, we didn't really seem interested in it. Other than Dejan Lovren, who was absolutely preoccupied with having a personal battle with Troy Deeney, uh, but not 
not in the right way, generally at the expense of the rest of the team while he was doing it. But we we didn't seem up for that scrap, and Watford were re- well and truly up for it. And and yeah, they they are they were going to be defensive, of course they were. But I've got absolutely no complaints because Nigel Pearson got his tactics absolutely spot on. They made it difficult for us. They got in us and around us. They caused us some problems, and they've won the game. And and let's not forget the game at Anfield, the reverse fixture. Yeah, we came away with a two nil fix uh, with a two nil win. But they created some chances in that game. They missed a couple of sitters, and we didn't play that well. They made it very uncomfortable for us that day. So, you know, that was his first game in charge, and they did um, they did pretty well. So they deserved it today. You know, no matter what we do, you know, how we look at it, yeah, we were terrible, we were poor, many things like in an hour game, but they were very good, and they got everything spot on. They did everything they should, and we just didn't do the things that we should have done. We weren't up for it enough. I found them to be much more pacey than us. Um, Andy in midfield, mm-hmm. up top, everywhere. And we're a, we're a pacey side, actually. We've got a lot of pace. Yeah. And it just didn't feel like, like it just felt like we were running in quicksand today, which is crazy. Yeah, but after you talk about is that aggression? You know, the the way they were hunting the ball down, even like high pressing, they were getting at us. I mean, I don't know what it'll be like when you you go back through uh, for the under pressure, looking at um, look looking at the uh, the pressing stats, but they were coming at us. In that first half, I felt, and and I wondered whether you know second half maybe they would tire with the work that they were putting in, and we could up our tempo. But as if anything, you know, our tempo dropped even further in the second half, and they just didn't tire because they were getting encouragement from it. So uh, maybe that's that's the, that magic ingredient of confidence, you know, that it was working for them. It was it was encouraging them, so it just kept spurring them on. You know, the uh, the adrenaline was running, and we just for whatever reason. <laughs> just weren't on it at all. We didn't seem up for it, which is a bit of a, I know it's a bit of a, you know, a Sam Allardyce type thing, but, you know, I, I think it's it's like anything, no matter what level you play at, you can't just go out there and expect to play. You've got to earn the right to play. And normally we will battle with any side and we will fight for that right to play and then we'll outplay you. Um, we, we we didn't have that fight today. We didn't have that scrap and battling us, and it was uh, a, it, that was a very very disappointing aspect of the performance. Absolutely. Let's move on to Jonas' second point now. So he doesn't think like Dejan Lovren was was the worst performer. I think collectively we were all shit. I kind of discussed their mind of you know who I watched the game with and my my highbrow analysis that I was dealing with. I mean, for me, I just thought collectively. I mean, Gag spoke about the front three there. I just think none of them clicked. You know, you expect that moment of magic from Roberto Firmino. I know you love him as well. You know, the guy can turn anyone inside out. The midfield wasn't quite happening for me today. You know, I I felt like you know. Sadio Mane, the guy who just needs one shot, one quick acceleration, and he's quick through. Nothing was happening today. Mo Salah could not get a pass. You know, nothing was right. You know, the, the fullbacks weren't giving it either, and you kind of rely on them heavily as well. I felt like, as a whole, it was all pretty bad. I mean, Alisson conceded three shot, um, three goals, but I think maybe he's the only one that maybe had some saves. He produced some saves for us. But as a whole, I'm looking at that team, and they were all pretty dreadful. Um, was there anyone for you, um, Wes? I think the reason why people maybe look at Dejan Lovren in this game is because I think I said it in the beginning of the pub. The last time he, you know, like, he had a few good games at the beginning of the season, then he got kind taken out and then we went on a good run with Gomez he gets brought back in and um you know it's almost like <laughs> oops well, you know one of them you kind of focus on the player that came into the situation and I do think he is not good enough I mean even Andy spoke about that um you know he was pretty much 
frisking Troidini in that entire game. Yeah, I mean, Dejan uh when I saw his name on the team sheet, it was a worry, obviously. Um, Joe Gomez's pace is so vital for us to recover. It allows our fullbacks to do what they do. Um, and today, I mean, Lovren was stood up quite a few times by Dini and uh, didn't win too many headers. It was tough. Uh, but for me, the most disappointing performance today was Virgil. And it's just because of the standard that Virgil has set for himself. Um, he's the leader. I didn't see him leading today. There was not a lot of shouting. There was not a lot of pointing. There was not a lot of directing. Um, yeah, it was complacent. But to me, it was definitely, I was most disappointed in Virgil just because of what we've expected. The man coasts through 90% of games, keeps anybody in his pocket. It's not a problem, you know. But today, he was lost. He was as lost as anybody. He was Can caught I out. Can a quick question, Mando? Yeah. Did they miss Hendo? Absolutely. You know what? Uh, I'm not a Hendo guy. You know that. Um, but credit where it's due, we missed Jordan Henderson today. Absolutely. Without question. I will yeah, be the first I one. I will be well. I will be the first one to say I'm fucking never been more happy to be wrong about a guy than Jordan Henderson the second half of this season. Right? Like I I am so happy to eat crow. I don't care. But today we missed his leadership. We missed his passion. Would he have single handedly got us out of this fucking mess? Maybe not. But there would have been some fight. He would have been in people's faces. He would have been out there dragging us along at least an effort that we can say, hey, I can respect I can respect that. It wasn't our day, but I can respect that. And he wasn't there. And that's what's disappointing about Virgil's performance. Not only that he was lost and that he looked like an average player today, but that leadership, I didn't see it. And I never thought I would question that. Not from him, not from the majority of this team after what we've seen them do and come back from and accomplish. But today, these guys were a shell of themselves without a question. And what about yourself, Andy? Talk to me about, um, you know, um, you, you kind of spoke about there about James Milner, you know, that kind of fight, that kind of grit. And he, he is like a mature embodiment of like, um, you know, pretty much what you kind of expect from Jordan Henson in them games. I, f- I feel like, you know, his performance has been really really good you know like and you know Mando even said loves to be wrong about a player and I think we're all like that I think everyone wants to be wrong about a player that they kind of doubted because we all have uh, uh, the same destiny and the same purpose for Liverpool to win as many games and as many trophies as possible and for every player to be worthy of that of that shirt so for you I mean talk to me who were your worst performers what, what where did it go fundamentally wrong for you well, if there was a worse player on the pitch than Dejan Lovren, then I'm not sure who it was. Um, and you, look, let me get this straight. There is absolutely no way, am I pinning this defeat on Dejan Lovren and all the goals on Dejan Lovren, this performance, everything. It's, it's not all on him. Absolutely, it is not. It starts with, with Jurgen Klopp making the team selection and putting the team out there and sending them out there. Um, I I still can't get my head around why you would start Lovren over Matip. You know, every single game that Lovren has played this season in the Premier League, we have not kept a single clean sheet, not one clean sheet. We have the record number of clean sheets this season, and they've all come without him in the team. And that cannot be by coincidence. It cannot be pure coincidence. Yes, Gomez has been fantastic. That partnership of Gomez and Van Dijk together has been incredible. And the, you know, the goals conceded 
is is testament to that. When that unit is together, the that back four and Allison and Fabinho as well, you know, when that unit's together, it's incredible. Uh, you take one out. And and it's not going to be quite the same, but Matip showed his quality last year and then he came into the team earlier this year and it's still there. You know how good he can be. Lovren, over the last five years, we know what what happens when he plays. He has his limitations. It's not his fault. That's just that's the player he is. He gives his all. He tries, but he's just not very good. He is not he is nowhere near the level of his teammates. And 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 it's that you know the managers picked him to to play in this game out there, and he gets so embroiled in this one v one battle with who he's against that he actually forgets the fact that he's supposed to be a part of a defensive unit. They're a team. They're a partnership at the back. The two centre backs. They're a unit. The def- the 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 back four. He forgets his actual role in a defence and gets so embroiled in this one to one battle he has with. Uh, as today it was Troy Deeney who kept putting himself on Dayan Lovren, which you know, which he would, and and he just it it's like everything else goes goes past him, and I, I just think it's a, a catalyst when he's in the team. It causes issues for everybody else. It does cause problems. He gets dragged out of position. He makes bad decisions, and in the first half alone, a few terrible decisions that put everybody else under pressure. Now. Each each one of the three goals, I think he was culpable and he was involved in them, but he wasn't not directly responsible for them. But I think he's a big part of why that defence looked as shambolic as it did today. And and I do agree that you know the hot the high standards to which we hold Virgil Van Dijk, he was very very disappointing today. And 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 he wasn't alone. You know the fullbacks go into that as well. Um, Fabinho first half pressing very high, um, not an awful lot to do. But second half, again, you couldn't say like a particularly bad game. But around the team, it was just you didn't see what you would normally expect to see. It was a, it was it was much as anything. It was disappointing. But the thing is with Dayan Lovren is you do expect to see what you see, what you saw today, and that that is that is the disappointing thing for me in that he selected for this game because. Mm-hmm. We expect this because we've seen it so many times before. And yeah, he has had some good games. And again, I don't dislike him as a person. I, I, I clearly he's a popular guy within the within the group. Uh, his back, you know, his personal story, his life, it, it's you know, it's captivating. Uh, he's clearly he's a nice guy and and he's likable. And he's had you know he's had some good moments here and there, and he's had a few decent games and all the rest of it, but. I'm afraid he is just not at the level of his teammates and he's not at that level that we need to be. And when he's on the pitch, it causes us problems. So he was, I just thought he was absolutely atrocious today and he was the weak link in the team. And you've got to credit Watford because they they knew how to expose that and they picked us apart perfectly using it. So it... it they they were they were all poor. Every single player on that pitch, and the manager as well, they were all equally culpable, equally poor. It was just it, it was a shit show all the way around. Absolutely. I'm gonna quickly go back to Yona before I go to um, uh, Gags. Yona, I think he he needs to go. So Yona, I'll let you have the final say. The lads have answered your um your your thoughts and your questions. I'll let you have the final say before we let you go. 
Yeah, thanks. Uh, I mean, there were some good points here. I I agree. I personally d didn't see Lovren as the uh, as the weakest link, but I'll 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 leave that uh, be. Uh, but yeah, we we need to sort things out and quickly. Need a great atmosphere at Atletico at Anfield to prove ourselves we are you know we can do this we don't we never give up that's that's the main the main thing we need to take from this in my opinion thanks so much no, you're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I think we 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 bounce back from this. I think the fans have had a wake up call. I think the players have. Gags, I'm going to come to you. There was a, a quite a good talk there about Lovren. I want to get your thoughts on this as well. I, you know, we always give a player benefit of the doubt. He, you know, like, and I know, I know, like Lovren has been like um pretty much um the almost like a scapegoat when things go wrong it's quite easy to blame Dejan Lovren but you know should we afford him maybe the same thing as like he has not played an awful lot of games he's been out you know he's been I brought back into this game, before the game then. Mm. I afforded him that before the game I thought when I tweeted about him and it looks like a shit tweet now as uh, Sloppy Joe has told me already from Seattle that he didn't age well that you know might not be a bad decision to play him and and if Gomez is out for a week, then uh, Matip starts on Tuesday. Wh which would you choose, Lovren against Chelsea or here? And I would choose it here, and I won't change that. I think I do still choose it here because I don't, you know, I'd rather not go out of a competition. We're still going to win that fucking league, you know. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, it's it's a it's a bad shout no matter what because Lovren is Dejan Lovren, unfortunately, and the Shrewsbury shouts that were coming in into my timeline were correct. So I hold my hands up. He looked as bad as he as he did against Shrewsbury. Um, Troy Deeney would be the best analyst of this because he played against him, and all he did all night was trying to hold on to Troy Deeney. Uh, the goal that was scored there was a big there was a one on one which uh, Saar missed for his hat trick was also Lovren holding on to Deeney, just trying to be too close to him. Don't need to, you don't need to go and chase him all over the pitch. There's nothing you can do there if you're in line. Saar doesn't get in. You can get that ball. What's going on? Why do you need to be next to him all the time and challenge him all the time? Just back off, drop off. You don't need it. It's just intelligence at times. He has none at times. You know, it's just, it was a horrendous performance from him and also a horrendous performance from everybody else in the back four, to be quite honest. Maybe Robbo, the least of them, because he didn't create any, as, as big of mistakes as the others. But Van Dyke for one of the goals, just with his arms up before the balls passed. What are you doing? Look where the man is, the forward is. Start dropping back a bit. He's going to make a run. Nothing flat-footed. Uh, Trent's pass, rubbish. You know, just so bad. But all of them, all of them, still nothing in comparison to Dejan Lovren. And you can call me that I'm fucking calling him a scapegoat as much as you fucking want. We got rid of one catalyst of doom in Simon Mignolet. There was always another one. And oh, my God. Did you see him against United? I was like, Geez. I don't care. I don't care about Mignolet anymore. He's gone. I'm really happy that he's gone. Yeah, honestly, I'm saying after watching that, I'm glad he's no longer number two. But That's what I'm saying. Guy, this guy is still here. And people will remember this performance in our greatest season. People remember that. And they'll remember it for Dejan Lovren. So for all those people that say he's not bad, and he's all right, and I say he's all right as well. He is not all right anymore. 
Get you know what? Let him go for free. Let him go for free this summer. Just let him go. Edwards make that have the loss for once. It doesn't matter. He's not good enough for this side. And let I don't care if I'm I'm scapegoating him. I don't care. I've just called the rest of them shit today as well. But he was utter trash. That is an absolutely shambolic performance. And for your peer to call you out, your opposing player to call you out, it's fucking embarrassing. It's so, so embarrassing. There is no worse than that. So you think he needs to go? I think he's gone. I'll be honest with you. I think he's gone in the summer. I, I think he's gone in the summer. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, don't, I think this was his last season. Okay, so we can... Like you said, I don't have to say anything. Troy Deeney said it all. Yeah, Troy Deeney did. He just played against him. He's the guy yeah. that just made a mockery of him on the pitch. If you don't believe me and you think I'm being harsh, go and listen to fucking Troy Deeney. Yeah, there's that people on on social media obviously defending him. And the last time I I, I kind of went in on Dejan Lovren for a game against Man City where he was at Aaron and he was on the podcast with me. And I remember getting a lot of flack because a lot of people, you know, we are criticising the player for the performance. We are not attacking him. We are not sending him abuse. We are not saying, you know, horrible things about him or his family. We're not them people. We We judge a game in isolation. And this game he played, and this is the game where obviously he didn't play well, and this is why we're highlighting it. I feel like I have to put that disclaimer out. We're not being unkind. We're not robots. You know, you can say some... defeats in the Premier League had Lovren clangers. What more do you want? I was just saying, you know, I think you're absolutely right in in distinguishing between the two. And... Lovren, the footballer on the pitch for Liverpool, nowhere near good enough, and we're not satisfied with him playing because of what we see on the pitch. Lovren, the human being, admire, like, absolutely, would never abuse. Not, no, never abuse, never approve abuse of anybody, anybody. That that's it's you know just for you know for not putting in a good performance on the pitch or not being good enough for your team. There's no excuse for giving personal abuse to them or family family members or anything like that. Absolutely not. That you know, you have to draw the line between that, and and it's right to say that it's no way does it condone anything like that. It's just purely evaluating the performance on the pitch because it's like all of us here. We're Liverpool fans. Is we're passionate. We care about the team, and we want to see the best. We want the best. We want to see the best, and that's what it is. And he is not that. Yeah, and when he's had good games, like against Leicester City, I think it was Leicester City this season, we praised him. Like I said, we take each game in isolation. If anyone's listening and they are angry at Dejan Lovren, please do not hurl abuse at him. That is not what we do here. You don't do that. It's not right. It's wrong. You know, you, you're mad at the game, and that's absolutely fine. You're mad yeah. at the performance, that's absolutely fine. I love Lovren, the personality. I love him. Yeah. I love watching all the stuff that he does behind the scenes. All of it's so much fun. This is not an attack on the human being, folks. This is an attack on the football player at Liverpool FC in an in an unbelievable football team. He has brought that team down to his level today. Fuck it, I'm going to say it. 
That is fucking diabolical today. Absolutely. Okay, guys, I think we've kind of spoke there enough. Um, <laughs> leave because I blame the coconut advert. Knowledge. That's the only good thing that's happened this fucking week, Lubo. Okay, so let's back the fuck up. That's the Lupo, only good Lupo, thing. Lubo with the fun facts. <laughs> that's the only shit I'm hanging my hat on for the rest of this week, Lubo. So stop it. <laughs> okay guys i think we're gonna gonna have to move on now i mean is there anything that you kind of want to discuss Gads? because i don't really want to talk about their goals because i felt like there were just so many spaces in defense what i found really shocking actually mandy i'm gonna come to you right the first half was bad and it finished nil nil right so they're going at half time and you know i kind of expect a jurgen Klopp bollocking i expect him to come out I expect him to be a little better. Of course, they've had that unfortunate injury to De La Fiu as well, who was probably their best player on the pitch. I felt like in the first half, they were attacking so much on on um, on our right-hand side. I felt like that's where all the action was happening from both teams, in particular from um, from Watford. We go in at half-time, and I thought, it can't get worse than this. You know, we're going to come back, we're going to start playing better, and then, like usual, we're going to click into some gears, and it's going to be a matter of when... You know, the goal will come. And literally, we fell to shit in the second half. The amount of space, I think um, Andy kind of touched on that. We were pressing really high. Um, there was lots of space. Um, you know, even, you know, Fabinho, the space between Fabinho and the defence was so and so. We just got exploited, something rotten. And I felt like, you know, defensively, it was a collective shit show. So, you know, I, and you even highlighted that Virgil van Dijk because of the high example that he sets. You expect better from him. But I just felt like, that was the shocking part for me, the fact that we didn't learn the lessons from the first half. That's my takeaway from the game. Yeah, I mean, it was flat. It was flat. I also expected Jurgen to go in there and fire them up and expect a different animal in the second half, and it wasn't there. There, there was no life there. Like, they were, there was, I don't know, man. You looked in their eyes and they were all dead. It wasn't there. They didn't want it today. It wasn't. There was nothing that could have happened today, I don't think. I think it was just, this is what was going to happen. It was written fucking before the game started. They weren't up for it. This was the only result. And, uh, you know, as as Andy said, credit to Watford. Uh, you know, the defense was all bad. We were just bad. Like, again, like to, to your echo your point, it's not about coming after the players on a personal note. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's a game. Yeah, I'm pissed. I'm angrier than most, to be honest. But on a personal level, it is what it is. We have bad yeah. days at our job. So it is what it is. You just, it sucks when you expect so much out of, you know, people. And that's the problem here is the expectation. They didn't live up to it in sense of effort. Like wins are wins, but in sense of effort, our reputation is we work harder than anybody. Today we did not. How have we turned it around that I'm now the ranter and he's going to calm? This is fucked up, man. It's a fucked up. You know what it is? It's my influence on him. I want to get credit for it. I can't yell the entire show, man. <laughs> he's not the right. Like, I'm not fucking. Know. I'm not a psycho. He's I'm, not the right. I'm, I'm a decent human this. being, my guy. <laughs> I think people have this this idea that I'm not. Like I might be a little unhinged, sure, but uh, I'm a decent human being. Good luck at the end, Athletic Nino. Nina, Nino, Nina. I'm gonna wear earplugs. She's gonna wrangle me in. It'll be fine. It will. You, can I just say something? Uh, again, anyone that listens to this podcast, Mando, another disclaimer, is a wonderful human being. I don't mean to sound like Brendan Rogers. He is exceptional. He's passionate. 
I love passion. It shows that you give a shit. It means we're not robots. This is the problem. I think people expect us to conform and, you know, behave like robots. You know, when you're angry or you're happy or you get irate, it means you've got emotion. And I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, we came on this podcast. I was very, very calm. Mando was very, very, you know, heated up. And you just sit there and you think, you know what? People just deal with things differently. He has looked at that result and he just expects better. And we all expect better. But he's looking at that game and he's mad. And he has every right to be that way because no two humans are the same. I took the opposite approach. I didn't like the loss. But then I looked at the league table and I thought, you know what? I got breathing space. You know, it's all about how you view things. I think we're all really, really different. And you know what? Mando is absolutely incredible. And I'm just... um I'm just going to put that out there so nobody come for for Mando either. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think he needs me backing him up. No, I don't think I also, he does. I also want to say that Andy Wells is a lovely human being too. Oh, but anyone that comes for Andy, like, <laughs> I'm not being funny, you're stupid. I no, Andy's, my, Andy's one of my favorite people. He keeps me calm whenever we talk, actually. <laughs> I, actually I need think, that balance. I actually, I actually think he's a bit of a dickhead. <laughs> Why does it know well, then, then laugh? Then he speaks, it's because he speaks our language. <laughs> Why does it know one laugh? You know, I all, you, everyone knows I love Andy. No, nobody here yeah, deserves you. bashing. <laughs> Look, it doesn't, you don't have to worry about any bashing. So why is just words? If you start getting affected by social media, then, you know, just switch the damn thing off, right? You've you got to be bigger than that. We've been in this game now for nine years. Uh, AI is nine now. And, you know, gone are the days where I used to react to a tweet. Sorry, gone. If I see someone trying to be a dickhead, I just switch the damn thing off and I don't react. And it doesn't mean anything to me. It's some letters written by someone I don't know. The only time I react, if it's a mate of mine saying something bad to me, which never, ever happens. So, Hold, please. I'm just going to send gags an abusive tweet. Yeah, well, again, I I know you're not (laughs) abusing for real, so it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if you're having a bad day, one place you don't go is uh, social media, folks, because it will wind you up the fucking wall. So, yeah. I'm not worried about anyone saying anything to us. These are our opinions. We stand by them. We thought Lovren was shit. We think the whole team was shit. You know, if you don't agree, then you know what? I don't know what you were watching, to be honest. Sorry. Yeah, we're not robots, people. This is what we have to do. This is our job. We have to look at a game and, you know, call it game by game. It's a game by game call. I agree. Anything you want to get off your chest, people, because I am... I've got something to say. I hope... Sadio Mane, like he was all love and affection to um um Saar um uh, last game. He told Troy Deeney to look after him and they rang a little chin wag before the second half kicked off. They better not be friends anymore. Like I was sat there thinking, oh my god, he he has just injected something ridiculous. But I I literally have nothing to say about that game. Gads, have you got anything you want to get off your chest? I think I have got everything off of my chest, so I'm good. Okay, okay. Just some funny things coming on to um, our Discord chat there. Manda, what about you? Anything you want to get off your chest, like, one last time? No, I feel better. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. This is cathartic for me sometimes. I actually, when when we lost, I said, well, you know, it's only fitting that I'm going to be on there yelling. So it worked out. It did work out. And for me, it's closure as well. I've talked about this game now, and then I've just got to do a little video, and then I'm done with it. Andy, what about you? Anything you want to kind of highlight? Because I know you kind of will find something to pick at or talk about. Um, I'll just say all three goals, all four of the defenders were involved in there some way. Uh, Not necessarily all four of them, every one of the goals, but between all four of them, they were all involved in all three of the goals. 
So, yeah, it, it is an scapegoat in Lovren. Um, he was exceptional. He was a, a exceptionally poor. You know, he was particularly poor. Uh, the they were the whole team was poor, uh, of which we've covered. And um, I perhaps like to play devil's advocate uh, after Navi Cater got I, I thought was some kind of ridiculous abuse for that performance against West Ham mm. because for me I was what I, all I could appreciate in the first half was the defensive hit work he was doing for his team and. You know, how often do we see Trent get exposed 2v1s against him? And I don't remember Trent getting exposed 2v1 when Naby was on the pitch. So, um, you know, for all those criticising Naby Keda, I'm not quite sure what you were expecting because he's not Phil Coutinho. Yes, he does like to dribble. And no, he's not dribbling as much at Liverpool as he was with uh, Abi Leipzig. Because at Leipzig he was, I think he was averaging something like two point five dribbles per ninety, and he's not going to, he's not doing that at Liverpool. But maybe he's been asked to do something a bit different. However, his defensive work has been exceptional, and that's kind of going under the radar, not being appreciated by some. So perhaps we missed a little bit of that fight and a little bit of something that in that solidity today, but as well as the the other things that we lacked. But uh, I just want to pick up on one thing, Nina. And that was when Delafeo got injured. Um, I, I want to pick up on on the one positive from our team, which was the humanity. And that was yes. Virgil Van Dijk going and sitting mm-hmm. with him uh, and talking to him, and and Alex Oxley Chamberlain going over to him has been carried off the pitch and and speaking to him as well. Obviously, he'd been through that himself because it did yes. look a really nasty one. Mm-hmm. And and you know, good luck to Delafeo. I hope it's not serious as it looked, and hopefully, he will be okay. Uh, and he does recover, but that was the only encouraging thing I can pick from our team today was that humanity from two of our players to a, an injury-stricken opponent. Absolutely, Andy. I, I echo that. Good set of lads. Um, I think we have a late tactical sub. I think Gags has kind of alerted me that Harinda, who was actually at the game, is online. Harinda, are you there? Angie. Oh, I'm boy. Here. All yours. Do you know what the Punjabi word for burn is? Arg is fire. Burn. Burn. Sar. Sar. I thought Jalen. He burnt us. Sar. Oh, yeah. Listen, do you know what? I hope to fucking God the shitty Watford team get relegated and we can buy Sar on the cheap so he can go and burn other people for us. On our behalf, he was great today, and the the sad thing was watching that in possibly one of the coldest days in February on record at Watford. We were shit. They mm. Watford wanted everything, every second ball, every third ball, every half thing that they could get their leg onto. They got onto. Yeah, they pissed on our midfield. They made a mockery of our attack because our attack didn't have a sniff. They couldn't even see space. The vista that I had is a bit like the Annie Road view or the cop view about being halfway up but in, in the away end. And you couldn't see anything. The, you know, every angle that they went for, everything they tried, every place they wanted to go to, Watford were, were just... Di- the, the way that Watford moved as a team today, I've not seen a team do against us for a long, long time. And the sad thing is that we were outwitted by fucking... What was his name? Nigel Pearson. What what an embarrassment, man. It really hurt that one. 
But I take the comfort of being top of the league. Massive gap. Are we going to mess it up from here? Don't think so, guys. Um, and Lovren, yeah, Lovren couldn't win an aerial duel to save his life today. And that was quite painful to watch, especially for the second goal. And maybe a little bit of the first, but uh, I don't know, guys. You know, like sometimes there's a bad day at the office and sometimes there's like a day in the office. You're like going, well, excuse me, what, what happened here? You ever know, mean the, the gift that sometimes I use, which is, excuse me, what is this shit with Fabio Aurelio? That's probably what will be used here. Yeah, I don't think any most people were leaving three nil. Lots of people left the ground. I don't care who what anyone says that they stayed until the end. I saw loads of people who regularly do stay until the end and then boast about staying until the end walk away. Oh, you, you shits. You know what, though, Harinda, on TV, I did hear, you know, the faithful that stayed. Obviously, I didn't see them walk out. The camera didn't pan to that. But I did hear till the end, Liverpool fans singing, you'll never walk alone. Well, that's always going to be sung, right? Mm. Right at the end. Yeah, Liverpool top of the league was also being sung, you know, and now you're going to believe us that we're going to win the league. Yep. That was being sung, and with gusto, you know, because obviously the away fans, even if you're hurting, you're going to support the team. You're never going to sit there and go, you fucking bunches of bastards, how the fuck have you lost this match? What's wrong with you kind of thing? That's never going to happen at a match. Away from the match, of course it will, because you'll be licking your wounds on the way home. But again, I think most people are comforted by the fact that we are some significantly points clear at the top of the league, um, and it would take a cat- an absolute catastrophe of... Uh, epic proportions to blow it from here will we blow it from here no we won't are people worried that we will blow it from here some will be because they probably trade off um fear and this cathartic thing about you know oh yeah let's scare lots of people and yeah you know what that's it we can use this to whip somebody around um on anything the players need to take a gun take a good look hard and good hard look at themselves in respect to what they're doing because today is not a Liverpool performance by any means. Alisson can hold his head up high, mm-hmm. because ultimately, what could he do with regards to the second and third goals? Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the first, second half, he made a cracking save, because I thought I was going in. Uh, I genuinely thought I said, we're done for here. Um, and also the end of the first half as well, he was pivotal in preventing a goal going in. Um, but what are the rest of our lads doing, man? It's, it's quite painful. I, and truth be told, I only managed to dial in uh, sorry, into the call Discord and hit some live in the last 10 minutes. And it's nice to hear Mando, it's nice to hear Andy, it's nice to hear Gags being the ranty one. Uh, and we've not had ranty Gags in probably 422 days because that's how long it's been since we lost. Mm-hmm. Long, no, long no. Time. I ranted with Guy on the on the preview shows about um, opposition fans' loads, just not about our team, that's all. Yeah, but you know what? You can rant about opposition team, that's, that's allowed. That's not a rant. That's, that's just you being you, really. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, guys? Look, where are we? we? We are top of the league still. We will still be top of the league no matter what happens if all the fixtures that other teams need to play are possibly in March happen and they win all of them. We will still be top of the league. I've got that dead right. I hope I have. Sorry if I haven't. Um, Nice place to be. Nice place to be. But it just means that we're not going to win it against Palace. We probably were never going to win it against Palace because we're going to want to beat Chelsea on Tuesday, please. Um, and then go on to play City. But it looks like it's going to be Villa then. 
unless City lose a match and conspire so that we beat them or City lose two matches, which I don't think is possible between now and the Everton match, and we win it at the Ev. It looks like mm. it's going to go all that way. But you know what? We have to remember, all the teams at the bottom of the league who are struggling and fighting for survival end up being somebody at the top along the way. Today, it was us. Buddy, you'll remember, I, I was just talking at the start of this um, pod, and you might have missed it. I've been watching a lot of um, that last team and that last era that won the title. And it shocked me how many games they used to lose every every season. But um, they would they would have the odd stinker, absolutely odd stinker. And I said to Mando, the big the real test now is how these guys come back and bounce back, yep. and that's that's going to be the test. And if if um, if they don't, and this becomes a trend, then obviously we we they, you know we all deserve to pile in and say what the hell is this but I don't think that will happen personally I, I don't think I, I agree with you Gags yeah. I think this, this side has shown it's cojones loads of times sorry if I've said that wrong Mando you know, Spanish is not my first language you ain't gotta apologise to me man I didn't make the shit up I'll say okay I'll say it in Punjab <laughs> this, team got, this, this team has got the bante alright it's got the it's got the bante <laughs> <laughs> it knows it knows what to do when to do it Today, it just lost that a little bit. But they'll have their mojo back, I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I'm just going to say it. A quote from the great man himself, Jurgen Klopp, after we lost to Man City in the, in the Capital One Cup or whatever it's called, Carabao Cup. You can fall down and then you must stand up. Only silly idiots stay on the floor. We will strike back 100%. Do you I, want to send somebody around to help you off the floor? I never hit the floor. Bullshit. Never hit the floor. So now you're not only just the mank that we hate, you're the lying mank that we hate. Absolutely. I add it to there my you, title. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Don't don't hate the team, hate hate the cowser. Hate the cows, hate the cows, yep. Well, Harinda, thank you so much for calling. I really loved your words of positivity there. I think, you know, people will, I think it's just the initial shock. I think people just kind of look at it and it, you get some perspective as to where we are in the season. And Gags as well, they're talking about the great teams that he's seen in the league and having stinkers. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely fine. I think Lubo in there said, we need four wins from 10 games. We've got this, my friends. You know, lots of positivity there in the chats. So, guys, um, we have come to the end of this podcast. I'm going to let people do some plugs. Andy, I'll come to you. You know, um, any plugs from you? I know Champions League, you know, will be coming back soon. So, I'm sure you've got something to plug there. I have indeed. Uh, it's at the end of another month, which means it's time for Reds Review. So, myself and Guy are recording the Reds Review on Monday. So, um, I shall be uh, tweeting out uh, invitations for nominations, uh, even for um, goal of the month and player of the month. So uh, please do get involved with that one. And so that uh, Reds review will be out sometime, probably middle of the week, I'm guessing. And then, yes, you are correct as well on terms of the Champions League, because, of course, we've got that massive second uh, leg coming up against Atleti. A uh, huge night at Anfield, under the floodlights. Um, hopefully Liverpool, Liverpool can do to them as we did to Barcelona last year. It's going to be a big, tough, uh, real tough test. And I've got um, Alex Barilaro. I, I've had a few beers and I can't even say that when I'm sober. So 
I, I normally when I say Alex's name, I sound a bit like one of them Aussies at the Barbie, you know, the Ballarro. But I've got Alex with me for the. He's been hanging out with me for too long. Just call him Alex D. <laughs> Alex Barrelaro. I've got Alex <laughs> on with me for the Champions League pod. Anyway, so we're going to look ahead to that game. So uh, yeah, hopefully, um, lots of uh, lots of positive things in in the pipeline. But uh, yeah, a couple of pods coming up. So please do look ahead to that. And as Gags mentioned, you know, classic teams. I remember Wimbledon were typically um, the you know, the bogey team for us back in that era. But um, I will be writing something on on that 1990, that whole thing, you know, 1990 and all that to coincide with us uh, tying the title up. So that'll be somewhere in the next uh, two or three weeks. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Amanda, what about you? Where, where, where can people find more of your work? Uh, you guys can just follow me at Armando Angulo 12 on most platforms. Uh, honestly, just listen to Andy's stuff. It's always great. Get So please support Andy. Um, check out AITs. They got a lot of cool shit there. Um, aside from that, like nothing much. I'll be in London, I guess, a week from today. And uh, I'll be in England for the week. So I hope to see a lot of you in Liverpool, Manchester, and London. So if you guys got time and you guys want to grab a beer or grab a bite, I'll be there. I don't got plans. So let's do it. Do it, do it, do it. Absolutely. He don't have plans until the Tuesday when he's coming to see me. And then and then Gags is my itinerary fucking like full. So y'all better check with Gags to see if I have time. <laughs> they will. We'll be meeting a lot of people whilst we're in Liverpool. Man. Can you book him in to settle some of my beefs? Because there's some people that I don't like, and I think I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send um, the, the man from LA to deal with my shit. Just give him a black suit, cut his hair. Actually, no, I will. He's my John Wick. Black suit. He look like John Wick, and that yeah. is it. Yeah, he's my John Wick. Yeah. Done. Exactly. Right, Nin. I have some massive, humongous plugs as well. Before you plug, can I just quickly plug one thing for me? Why don't you plug last? Because it's your show. Okay. Yeah, cool. Producer wins. <laughs> and uh, basically, first and foremost, Mando's on the pod. So um, we're going to be in Liverpool uh, from, what is it, 10th of March, 11th of March, whatever, until for two two days or so. So if you want to meet us, uh, come and check us out. And uh, in Liverpool, it's going to be a lot of fun. However, we're going to be together again uh, June the 18th uh, till the 21st. But I think, Mando, we're a bit longer than that because we... We're staying a bit more. Uh, we're going to be at CopCon in Las Vegas, and that is going to be the biggest party of the summer. So make sure you go to copcon.org and check out um, the deal there. You get 20% off. Uh, sorry, no, not 20%, $20 off uh, if you use the code Anfield Index. If you are in Vegas or if you're from the US and you're going to go, even if you're from the UK and going $20 off for that, uh, the hotel is like 75% less than what I checked on booking.com. So that's humongous. Again, Book through copcon.org for that. Finally, the last plug is for the biggest party of the spring, and it's going to be the end of season party at Liverpool in Liverpool for Anfield Index. Uh, Anfieldindex.com forward slash party. Get your tickets. Uh, £20 uh, a ticket for uh, subscribers of AI Pro, £25 uh, just uh, for normal if you're not, and then £50 for VIP. Now, once you get in the VIP, you get to you get to sit and watch the match with Steve McMahon. The last guy, the guy who was the captain on the day we last won 
the league. He wasn't club captain, but he was captain. He told us himself on the day that we last won the league. So he's going to be doing a Q&A at the event first before um, the match kicks off with Newcastle. We're then going to be watching uh, the match together. Everybody in there. We've got the whole place. Paisley Gates in Liverpool. We've got the whole place. We then got Ben Burke from Boss Night to do a Boss Night style uh, evening for an hour. So we'll be singing and dancing our way into the night. And then a DJ at the end. There's some food as well. Uh, Steve McMahon. It's going to be a class time. A lot of us from Anfield Index are going to be there. We're going to meet subscribers for the first time. Uh, contributors as well, obviously. It's going to be an absolutely brilliant day. Starts at 1pm, finishes at 1am. The whole day together in that pub, drinking, singing, dancing. Because no matter what the result today, one thing you look at is that table and you know what's coming. So it's coming, it's happening. Join us on May the 17th in or near Anfield, actually. It's Paisley Gates, anfieldindex.com forward slash party. Get your tickets now. It's going to be a blast. And then that, or those were my plugs. I will be at two of those three things. So to quote Meatloaf, two out of three ain't bad. I'll be chilling with Gags and Mando <laughs> for the Champions League game. And then obviously the, um, the spring thing. I will not be in Vegas. Poor me. But it's okay. Um, uh, uh, I'm I'm happy and I'm content. There's some excellent, excellent, excellent events there, and um, AI will be a big, big part of them. And just follow the discount codes that Gads has given. I'm sure we'll be tweeting them as well. For my part, I do little videos. You might see me a little passive aggressive in this one, so um, uh, I do little videos on Instagram. Check me out. My username is the Nina Kowser Show. Follow me on there. I'm going to be doing a lot more videos, a lot more interactive stuff. So yep, I will be there, and also. Mando said it as well, AITs, it's a huge deal for myself and Gags. It's something that we're working on, we're really passionate about. You guys absolutely love our products. We listen to you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Really, really appreciate it. Love the feedback. Love the interactiveness. I love seeing your selfies. Gags does as well. You guys, your selfie games are strong. Keep sending us your pictures. Keep sending us your feedback. Really, really appreciate your support. Anyone that's interested with AITs, we have got an awesome line. The, the calm as you like. Un, the the unbearables. Um, you know, um, we've got the, a new one of Roberta Firmino, Knowledge. So many awesome, awesome lines there. Scouts are on our team, Egyptian King, Sadio Mane, you name it. We've kind of covered pretty much every player. Incredible stuff. All you need to do is go on AITs.co.uk. There's some discount codes as well lying around on the site. So do check that out, guys. We do hoodies, we do t-shirts, we do caps, we do mugs. Um, you name it, we've got it. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Like I said, don't be too caught up about this result. It was bound to happen. It's happened. Let's forget about it and let's move forward. Till next time, guys, take care and up the reds. Podcast Network.